Thank you for joining Mind Your Brain, a podcast of meaningful workshops to improve the quality of life for those affected by brain injury. Our goal is to give you tools and tips to empower you to invest in your recovery. My name is Candace Gant. I'm a brain injury survivor and founder of Mind Your Brain at Penn Medicine and the executive director of the Mind Your Brain Nonprofit Foundation. Today, I'm going to talk with Tom Switzer. Tom is a creative director of A Place to Be Music Therapy in Northern Virginia. He has music therapy degrees from Shenandoah University and the Berkeley College of Music. He's a subject of the upcoming stream documentary, Music Got Me Here. He's a music theater writer, actor, and has joined world-famous opera singers several times working at the Kennedy Center and the NIH on a music and mind series. He conducts a stroke survivor choir and has worked closely with traumatic brain injury patients. Tom, you are a wealth of knowledge and experience in the area of music therapy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really happy to be here with you. Could you tell us, tell our listeners a little more about music therapy and a place to be? Sure. So a lot of people who, if you don't know what music therapy is, we are not just musicians who <clears throat> play music to make you feel better. We are uh, board certified therapists. We go to a four year college, sometimes six. If you uh, want to get your master's and if you want to get your doctorate, you know where that goes many years later. We use evidence-based um, science behind everything we do. We are clinicians, uh, so we do clinical work. And we have a beginning and a middle and an end to uh, the work that we do with every uh, patient or client. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a center here in Northern Virginia called A Place to Be. We are now in our 10th year. We are a nonprofit organization. Before the pandemic hit, we were working with close to 300 families per week and had 11 full-time music therapists. Um, unfortunately, we had to furlough some, but we are still working with close to 175 uh, families per week, and we expect to be completely on our feet when the rest of the world is. And uh, we also know that the world and America, we are in need of music and therapy more than we ever have been. So yeah, we, we're, we're 10 years in, and um, just really, really humbled by the people that we get to work with as therapists. Thank you for that. And, and Tom, tell us, why did you start this? Where, I know you, I feel the passion for music and with this population, and how did it all start? So my original degree was in music theater. Um, that's 25 years ago. And throughout uh, my first 10 to 15 years of work, I was teaching, teaching voice lessons. I was a drama teacher. I was a music teacher. And uh, I can tell you the day that I knew, and this happened 14 years ago when I went back to school for music therapy, I was giving a voice lesson to a young man <clears throat> who came in with his guitar. He was 14 years old at the time. And he came in with a poem called Falling from a Star. And it was about his father. His father took his life just weeks before. And I sat there writing this song with him and I had this realization that I am doing more than just being a music teacher or a music coach. And then honestly, that night, 
I was in a fantastic professional musical called Susical the Musical, mm -hmm. where I played Horton the Elephant. And uh, literally, and I say this without, I'm not making this up, I thought about this kid and I thought the, about the power of music all day long. And I love performing and I loved playing that part of it as an elephant. Um, but there I am, I'm sitting in an elephant outfit on a huge egg in front of 600 people in an audience who play, paid some pretty big money to be there. And that is the moment, not that I don't ever, I, I still act and I still love acting, but it was that moment that night when I thought to myself, I have to do something more. And, and, and I, I didn't mean I have to do more than hatch an egg as, a, as a, an <laughs> elephant. I meant I had to do more. And the next day, uh, right away, I just, I went uh, to Shenandoah University, saw what they had. I love that school very much. I'm very close to it. And just started to go back to school, knowing that this was what was next. Oh, I love that story. That's, and, and your delivery was, was perfect. I can see okay. the actor in you, it's, it, it, and it comes through in your voice. Oh, it's a true, it's really a sweet part too. <laughs> so originally we met at the premiere of Music Got Me Here, which is a film that chronicles the recovery of a young man. His name is Forrest Allen, Forrest, who sustained a traumatic brain injury from a snowboarding accident. And the film uh, proves, it provides an intimate look at the pivotal role clinicians specifically music therapists, play in helping Forrest find his voice. And he was your patient. And, and yes. what are some of the tools and techniques that you use to reach Forrest and help him in his recovery? Yeah, so to be honest, Forrest was my very first, um, you know, look really into what traumatic brain injury was. And also, I was only a music therapist for no more than nine months. Oh my goodness. So, but I did, the cool part about our relationship is I've taught, I, I taught Forrest since he was five um, in the elementary. I was his music teacher throughout his elementary and middle school years. Then he went off to high school and then he had this accident and his mom, his mother and father called me and said, we heard that you are now a music therapist. What could you do? To be honest, when I first walked in uh, to the rehab center in DC, uh, this is a young man who was in a coma for many months. Um, there, was, there was hardly any sort of movement in his body. And for a long time, there was not even eye tracking and, and absolutely no sound or voice. The very first thing we saw was I walked in with the guitar and I sang, um, uh, I think I sang the Beatles, Let It Be. And we saw that his finger started to keep the beat. It was just his pinky. And right there uh, was the portal. Right there was the beginning of this relationship between he and I and the music. So we, we, we did many methods. I mean, um, for a while when he was not verbal at all, we did something called melodic intonation therapy. Um, this was done for years before by uh, amazing speech therapists. And we work beside speech therapists uh, often. Uh, and this is when you have aphasia, apraxia, but actually in forced situation, he didn't have verbalization at all. So it was a lot of me playing a note. If I was here and I would just hum. And for two or three months, I got nothing more than a, just, you could, but you could hear 
he was trying to activate his vocal cords. And then as the months progressed, we, were we basically were reminding the brain that he could vocalize. So months went by and you could start to hear a And as I say in the movie, the only way I knew that he still could make sound was um, two things. One day I walked into the hospital and he was throwing up. And as he was throwing up, he was making that, the, the horrible sound that we don't want to hear, but the, uh, that is your vocal cord. Those are your vocal cords working. And the second thing, when I saw a caregiver give him a really tight hug and squeeze him, you could hear a, mm, that sound. So we knew that there was sound in there. So months and months went by of, and then finally we heard a little hum and we tried to extend that hum from a second to two seconds to three seconds to four seconds and then I started to put phrases in it like uh, good morning now obviously he was not about to do that but the, 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 the miracle truly why this film is a miracle and it doesn't have to do with myself it has to do with whatever happened between the music and forest is months and months of good morning he give me and finally we got to a place where you could hear force give us just hums hums on pitch reminding the brain that we actually speak on pitch and then months went by and then one day in a session good morning and he actually sung good morning and that is the moment that we knew that music was really awakening a part of that neuroplasticity of the brain that Forrest was, you know, able to connect to something bigger than himself through the music that was, you know, I prayed every day that he'd have his voice back and I never knew if it was really gonna happen and it did. And that's the special part about music that it, um, you know, through science, we are finding out that music really resides in every part of the brain. There are neural, neural, there are neural pathways that open up with music that other stimuli it just won't happen. And the more that we can research what is happening with the brain when we hear music, the more we can see how can this help out somebody with traumatic brain, traumatic brain injury. And Tom, how, how could our listeners uh, have access to that, to that movie? I think that would be just a powerful opportunity for them to, to feel the love and the special bond that you had and the therapy. Yeah, so we cannot wait for people to be able to stream and view Music Got Me. We cannot wait for people to stream and view the documentary Music Got Me here. Um, I, we are told uh, we are not allowed to reveal what streaming service it is, but it will be one that everybody can go to. Um, it will be on a streaming service this fall. Oh, terrific. Terrific. So we'll keep our listeners up to date on it. I'm sure that they'll be excited. Maybe they could look it up on Google and oh. wait for that opportunity. Yeah. And we're hoping, we're hoping that, you know, it's a streaming service that is, you know, something that everybody knows and is very accessible. And also uh, for when we, when the world comes back in some way, shape or form, Forrest and I will also be taking the film and doing um, presentations uh, in different, and we can come your way as well. Oh, we would love that. That would be terrific. I'll look forward to telling our readers or listeners more about it. And so, Tom, this was an extreme. This was a traumatic brain injury. Uh, it's 
at the, the most elevated of injuries, I think, and some of our listeners have a variety of them. Tell us a little bit about how, how you can work with this population if they have aphasia and they have some other deficits from their brain injury, but maybe not as severe, maybe not as nonverbal. What else, what could this, what could we do to improve? Absolutely. You know, um, I would say that I can even talk about this from the perspective of my stroke survivor choir. There's a lot of similarities. Uh, I, I think music, when you are working with music in your brain, it could be like a music massage. And uh, one thing that we do, um, and I did this with Forrest, is breathing, that there are phrases. Breathe in, breathe out. That simple, that simple concept of breathing, because when you are, when you have a brain injury of some kind, your anxiety level usually is very high because you're worried about what you're going to say next, or you know that you're going to have some sort of challenge because of your verbalization or communication skills. So that is a very simple uh, 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 technique that we use in music. There's also prompting. And this is what I work uh, with often with aphasia where, you know, your brain knows music. Your brain knows the music you grew up on. And it knows lyrics. It, 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 lyrics have, this is one of the first things with um, Forrest. I knew when he was in eighth grade, we sang a song called Stand By Me. So I used it and I have it here actually. So if you have, so darling, darling, stand by me. And what we're doing there as music therapists is that we are, we are, you are expecting to finish that phrase. Your brain and its memory wants to finish that phrase. Even us right now, we, we don't want to go the rest of the day going, you know, when you're, so darling, darling, stand by. The rest of the day, you're just going to want me. You're going to want to finish it. So prompting the brain, prompting the brain to finish phrases, to finish words, to finish thoughts. And I have seen such success with traumatic brain injury and stroke survivors where you're giving them the phrase into it and they surprise themselves that they know the rest of it or more than one word comes out when they're used to only one word coming out. Um, and I can remember also, uh, you know, mixing, using music because it's a non-threatening, accessible tool where you can use your preference. So if I like Madonna, a uh, music therapist might use Madonna. With, with Forrest, he loved, uh, he loved beach music. Uh, he loved Jimi Hendrix. You know, so I would use that music. In fact, we played Bob Marley. You know, in this, this young man has had over 48 brain surgeries. And he, years ago, he had a very, uh, he had a very tedious one where we were all told we're not sure what will happen after it. Mom went in there, that entire uh, surgery, uh, the, the room was full of Bob Marley music as he was going under. So, Brilliant. yeah, so there are so, it is so accessible. 
And it's also something like when you have a preference, it makes you feel like you're connected. It makes you feel comfortable. It's music that you love and, or it's something that inspires you. There's always a place in my heart for music. It, it, it goes, you go to your happy place. When someone says, go to your happy place, I think that's where I go, is that music that is so soothing and entertaining and, and that feel-good opportunity yep. that I have to, to remember, yeah, some of, those, some of those favorite songs, especially in high school. Right. And, and also, Candace, you bring up a great point. So here's another thing. Using music for memory. Tell me, like, tell me. That's, so, yes. so many people I might work with who are maybe older and we're trying to remember something like your wedding night. I, I can remember. Now, here's a, this is interesting. I had a husband and a wife in their 70s, one with traumatic brain injury and one was a stroke survivor. And he said, oh, honey, do you remember the, the, the you know, years ago, uh, our, our, our first dance? And she didn't, but he did. And so we had him sing with music to her. Now, you know what this also did. There was a lot of tears. This is why you do this with a music therapist. This is, I'm not saying- Emotion bubbles over. Yeah, we, we, but we're trained. You don't want to also open up parts of the emotional fabric of a human being and not know how to surround it with um, love mm -hmm. and surround it with, um, you know, your container. She remembered every word to that song when we started singing it. And oh, yeah, and it was one of my- tears to his eyes. Oh, Candace. And yours. Yeah, it was one of my favorite days because you have the Stroke Survivor Choir. There's about 20 of them in a circle. And those two, with one had a walker, but they get up and pretended it was their first dance again. And there they are singing. Now, if you just asked this, if you just asked her, um, so tell me about what was your first song at your wedding? She, she wouldn't be able to tell you. That's why it, it motivates and it awakens parts of the brain mm -hmm. that just communication and speaking does not. That was beautiful. Beautiful story. So Tom, how do we practice some of these things? Is there some tools that you can give our listeners, including myself as a brain injury survivor, that I, I think I've read that you can play your grocery list, you can sing your grocery list to music, to a favorite song, but what, what tools can we incorporate in our daily lives that will help us with our memory? Yeah, so um, a couple things. One, little ditties and little songs, little tunes that you know, throwing in things you do want to remember, you know, you, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Even making small melodies. And I, and uh, because I was honest with you in the beginning of this podcast, uh, you know, surviving COVID now for uh, being COVID free for three weeks, but I do have brain fog. I literally used this myself the other day because I had to change all my passwords. So I'm going to make this pass password up right now because I can't tell you my password. But, but if it was, if it was um, you know, uh, truck 2358 uh, explanation point, explanation point, that's what I did. Truck 2358 explanation point, explanation point, truck. Three, five, four. No, I don't even know if I have the numbers right myself. But I used it the other day because the person that was helping me knows where I am in my life right now. And they were like, you're not going to remember yeah. <laughs> that password. 
So sometimes taking little tiny phrases when you want to remember something, even if it's three words in a row or your grocery list. Um, but here's something else. Uh, working with people who have Alzheimer's and dementia. Let's go there for a second because this Please. goes right into TVI. I, uh, I had the pleasure of working with somebody with Alzheimer's uh, many years ago. And so there's another thing we do in music therapy called music um, uh, reality grounding. Oh, you can call it many things, reality reorientation. So I was working with this person with Alzheimer's and I could not have like a conversation, a reality conversation where we are right now in time and space. Um, what we would do is I would put headphones on her and we would start to listen to music that she loved. Take them off and you could have, you know, a few seconds, maybe a minute of a conversation back and forth. It really grounds the mind and it awakens other parts that remind a person that they are here. And so even I would say to traumatic brain injury survivors, listen to music, make a Spotify list. You know, I, 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 I'm a big Spotify fan. You should have a playlist that's for relaxation. You, have, you should have a, a playlist for motivation of the mind, like you know maybe stronger beats, music that kind of motivates you. And lastly, uh, you know, melodic intonation therapy is a very um, specific prescription of how we and uh, speech therapists work with individuals. But there is something, just melody, trying to get a word out. So yesterday I was doing a FaceTime with a traumatic brain injury uh, survivor that I work with. He's in Boston. I'm in Virginia. We do telehealth. And so in the morning, when I have him for session, I might say, what did you have for breakfast? And we're going to call him Mike for now. Okay. What did you have for breakfast, Mike? Now, months ago, he might get, he very, you know, aphasia was huge in his world. But we finally got to the place where he might say, eggs, eggs, eggs. As of yesterday, which is now four months of working on it, I ate and how we got there is through pitch. If what you want to do when you are singing something, and I'm not going to get into all the science of it, but as you are singing something, it flows out of you like music mm -hmm. instead of I ate eggs, which is extremely hard for somebody with aphasia. Now, now we're trying to move to the next level, which is, okay, you ate eggs. What kind of eggs? I ate scrambled eggs. See that right there? That just hooked you in? Yes. I ate scrambled eggs. So I would tell everybody out there, and I tell this to everybody I work with, if you are really trying to get something out to verbalize, sing it. Because most of the time, a traumatic brain injury survivor or a stroke survivor, you will not sound like you're singing. You, are, you will sound like you are getting what you need out. And so through time, you might be, you know, I ate scrambled eggs. And what you do is generalize that until you can get to the place of, I ate scrambled eggs. I ate scrambled eggs. I ate scrambled eggs. Oh, and it's a confidence must come back. Oh, it does. They're, and, and the music, exactly. And that music right there holds you. 
Yes. It, it, it supports you with the grounding that I'm going to try to speak. I'm going to try to say something. And when you're in a support group doing this kind of music and everybody's clapping, when oh, the reward, words, three words. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. So I tell everybody, if you want to get something out and it's really hard for you to verbalize, try to sing it. And you might have to sing it in your head first. And then the, and then the, the voice and the words will follow. It just it already knows it. Yeah. That's that's terrific. I tell you, Tom, I, I, I really enjoyed not only your storytelling, but the opportunities that we have that we've learned from you about the tools and techniques using music as as a way to improve the challenges that we have as a result of a brain injury. If I was to give homework to a traumatic brain injury survivor, that's something that you could do every day is sing. Turn on music and sing. Turn on music that you love. Turn on music that you know the words to and sing. And even if you get one or two of the words out per phrase, it's singing. The activation of what that does for the brain, what it does for your mouth, what it does for your tongue, what it does for your heart, sing. Thank you for that, Tom. And, I, and I'm going to take that to heart. Yeah, I think we all need to. I, yeah. I, I, that's what I've been doing with this brain fog. Like, I'm, even myself, I'm like, I, I teach this to other people. I need to do it. And thank you, Tom, for your life's work and your compassionate heart in improving the lives of these recovery warriors. And to our listeners out there, thank you for joining us. Please subscribe for more tips and tactics that will help you or someone you know through their journey. I wish to give you a virtual hug and tell you, you are not invisible to us.